0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close to Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by William Wordsworth, who lived from 1770 to 1850 and was certainly one of the most important poets of the English language. He was a Romantic poet and was the Poet Laureate of the United Kingdom from 1843 to 1850 and interestingly was succeeded by Alfred Lord Tennyson. The poem that I'm going to read today, the poem that I'm going to read today is called Lines Written in Early Spring. It was written in April of 1798, and so he was 28 years old when he wrote this, with much of his career still ahead of him. This is how it goes. I heard a thousand blended notes, while in a grove I say it reclined, in that sweet mood when pleasant thoughts bring sad thoughts to the mind. To her fair works did nature link the human soul that through me ran, And much it grieved my heart to think what man has made of man. Through primrose tufts in that green bower The periwinkle trailed its wreaths, And tis my faith that every flower enjoys the air it breathes. The birds around me hopped and played, Their thoughts I cannot measure, But the least motion which they made, It seemed a thrill of pleasure. The budding twigs spread out their fan to catch the breezy air. And I must think, do all I can, that there was pleasure there. If this belief from heaven be sent, if such be nature's holy plan, have I not reason to lament what man has made of man? Well, perhaps not as well known as Wordsworth's most famous works like *Preludes* and *Lyrical Ballads* and so forth. Lines written in early spring is a quintessential Wordsworth, especially a younger, earlier Wordsworth. He wrote. Um, there's an edition that has some notes from him about this this uh, poem, and he wrote that it was quote, composed while I was sitting by the side of the brook that runs down from the comb in which stands the village of Alford, through the grounds of Alfuxton. It was a chosen resort of mine. The brook fell down a sloping rock, so as to make a waterfall considerable for that country. And across the pool below had fallen a tree, an ash, if I remember rightly, from which rose perpendicularly boughs in search of light, intercepted by the deep shade above. I am, uh, I'm fascinated by the way poets look back at their work years later, by the things that they remember, by the specificity of the things that they remember, especially when, um, maybe the the poem was written about a moment. Uh, close to the time of its of its writing so the moment happened and then the poem was written pretty quickly thereafter and then decades later they're looking back and in this case i'm fascinated by the degree of detail that wordsworth actually remembers it's not surprising that a great poet like wordsworth would take note of great detail but in looking back at this poem he's able to remember so much very specific detail the poem didn't begin to well. It doesn't seem to have begun to shift his memory or his perspective or the way he saw things. Instead, the poem seems to have been a, um, a a memory palace of sorts that embedded the experience, the moment, more richly into his memory. And sometimes I think that what happens when we think about poetry, when we spend time writing poetry, when we spend time with poems, that we're doing something similar to that. The poem. I think, enriches his memory, uh, enlivens his memory even, not specifically because of the details that he put in it and was able to look back on, but because he's able to make a connection from those specific things to something universal. Something universal that he surely must have been contemplating and that he would spend the next decades contemplating uh, you know, some more. And I think that that's what really enriches our memories. And that's the way that poetry plays with our imaginations and with our memories and in that, in that it enriches it. That's, that's the word I used a minute ago. Not, not necessarily just because of the specificity of the images, but because of the connections the poet makes, especially the great poets, between the images and some universal ideas. And certainly in this poem, there are some, some very rich universal ideas going on here. It's one of those poems that is... Uh, beautiful and and lovely, and got that um, iambic rhythm that Wordsworth was known for uh, a kind of a empowering of uh, popular speech in some senses. He was certainly trying to write in a, in a in a very eloquent sort of colloquialism to sort of a paradox in that I suppose, but of course, there's also a sense of not doom uh, but sadness underneath the underneath this poem, a sense of. Foreboding, a sense of longing, and a sense of potential loss, and maybe even the question of what does all this mean. Um, I'm, I'm not here to to interpret the poem. I, I don't want to do that too much on this show, but I, I'm fascinated by the way that those questions certainly did not leave Wordsworth. In fact, *Preludes* and his his other more famous works, *Lyrical Ballads*, are all focused on these same questions and these same ideas. So, uh, so we see the, the way that these, these lines became a crucial part of his entire, his entire life. And even today, there's, there's a lot for us here to think about in our age, without a doubt. So here is once more lines written in early spring by William Wordsworth. I heard a thousand blended notes while in a grove I sate reclined In that sweet mood when pleasant thoughts bring sad thoughts to the mind To her fair works did nature link the human soul that through me ran, And much it grieved my heart to think what man has made of man. Through primrose tufts, in that green bower, The periwinkle trailed its wreaths, And tis my faith that every flower enjoys the air it breathes. The birds around me hopped and played, Their thoughts I cannot measure, But the least motion which they made, It seemed a thrill of pleasure. The budding twigs spread out their fan to catch the breezy air. And I must think, do all I can, that there was pleasure there. If this belief from heaven be sent, if such be nature's holy plan, have I not reason to lament what man has made of man? This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.